Ladies and gentlemen, trans and non-binary punks of all ages and denominations, welcome back to another episode of Not Just a Phase, and thanks for joining us. If you're new here, let me get this out of the way real quick. We're online at notjustaphase.net. We're on Instagram and TikTok at notjustaphaseworldwide, and we're also on Twitter at njapworldwide. We also have Patreon under our name if you want to help support the expansion of the podcast and Blogspot and all the other great content that we create for you. Today, we're really excited to have Shortstop here with us. Shortstop hail from Sacramento, California. The sunburnt north of California is often the home of some fine screamo, and Shortstop carry that tradition onward. A band that plays heavy with the genre of scrams. They're tight, they're cutting, they're fast, and they're brutal, and I love the shit out of them. Today, we have one-man outfit, Jonathan, with us here right now. He's going to be joining us today to tell us a bit about his history, the new iteration of the band, and so much more. Hey everybody, this is John. You're listening to Not Just a Face, and this is our song Milkweed. It's going to be coming out September 15th. Thanks so much for joining us. How are you doing today? I'm doing great. It is really funny you say that because I do have a sunburn right now. Yeah. <laughs> it's uh it's hard out here. It's I mean, I know it's it can get brutal up there too, because I think uh there's less mountains kind of towards like Sac, right? Yeah, we're kind of smack dab in the in the Central Valley. I yeah. uh, went over to the coast for a little bit and uh I came back and it was just like no not a cloud in the sky <laughs> no no humidity just the the beating sun yeah just raw dog and some rays yeah absolutely that's how it goes man well thank you so much for talking with us uh we appreciate you coming through and uh yeah. how's it going today aside from the sunburn uh it's going good you know i had a had some some big uh big interview stuff coming up with this one and also i had a uh a job interview today trying to get on that uh you know financially stable enough to tour kind of vibe uh, you know my my other bandmates have kind of easier schedules than i do uh to to work with the music stuff so i'm really trying to make some some personal moves to make this music stuff really pop off this fall oh hell yeah that's awesome well i hope the job interview goes well yeah um it, I honestly turned it down because uh, mm. there was like a miscommunication in the LinkedIn ad and I'm not really looking for a commission type of work right now. Ah, uh, like yeah. That's how they always like, get you, man. Yeah. Yeah. It was just a commission sales thing. And I was like, nah, not about that. They're like, do you want to be a management professional that takes charge of your own destiny? And it's like, <laughs> really, they want you to sell like satellite dish yeah, stuff to old all, people at Costco. Right. Pyramid schemes. And there's there's no screamo money in that. Yeah, but no, Screamo money is honest money. Sort of honest It is, money. yeah. You got to be doing something cool or yeah. good for other people in the world. Exactly. It's got to be legit. That's the only way it's real Screamo money. Um, totally. So this will be this will be kind of fun. So I, I know I already introduced you, but I wanna, I'll ask this question because we always start, start off with this. Uh, for the listeners at home, at home, please state your name and what role you play in the band. Uh, my name is Jonathan. Uh, I also go by John. And uh, 
I play guitar and I sing. I don't really sing. I kind of scream. Uh, and then I also, I wrote pretty much everything that is out on Spotify uh, by myself, which is, it's really cool to be able to bring my own creative vision to life and just be able to be as detail oriented with all the moving parts as I possibly can be. And uh, it's really cool to find people that are as passionate about the kind of music I make as I am. Uh, and yeah, it's great. That's awesome. Um, so usually at the beginning, we like to ask, uh, are you into like podcasts at all? Like do you listen to any in your free time? Um, I, you know, my girlfriend's super big into podcasts, but I am okay. not because mm. I often feel the need to like interject and then it ends up <laughs> me talking to myself in the car. <laughs> yeah. But uh, there, there are a couple of really good ones. I like uh, Trillionaire Mindset is a solid one. Um, okay. They're like... <laughs> They're just two kind of finance tech bros that just like dumb down the stock market for your average Joe, such as me. Uh, and it's it's great. It's kind of comedy, kind of finance space. And it really makes me feel like I understand the world more than I do. Okay, really cool. Um, so outside of music, what other hobbies and passions occupy your free time? Uh, great question. Um, not much. Music is a huge one. Um, I also love just like visual art, whether it's like painting or doing digital stuff in Photoshop. Um, art in all capacities is cool. Uh, I love reading. I've been reading uh, some philosophy recently, uh, trying to get back into reading actually. And it's like, I like philosophy. So it's really hard to, uh, to actually want to sit down and like read something that dense. Yeah. Uh, That's but tough. yeah. Reading is like a huge thing for me, like even in my music, um, mm. like the first song I put out under shortstop, like uh, one of the one or two of the lyrics from that are just like a direct quote from uh, from some Sartre stuff. OK, right on. So you're big. I, I know that you've referenced Sartre a couple of times, uh, like on the band camps as well as your lyrics. Yeah. So um, like what's uh, what's some of your favorite Sartre stuff? I, I really love No Exit. I'm a big No Exit guy. So. that is a good one um i honestly i don't know that there's anything specific off the top of my head i'm not mm. that deep into the existentialism stuff yeah um, it's a lot and it's dense and it's really depressing. yeah i've uh i've been trying to read i i'm a big camus guy and uh, right now i'm reading uh god thus spoke zarathustra by nietzsche okay. and i know it sounds like kind of i kind of sound like a prick saying out loud but it's uh it's really cool and i like uh I like the kind of premise of the book and the way that he approaches like the different sections of philosophy are like so dense and, but it's also bite-sized. Like he'll talk about this state for like a page and a half yeah. and then he'll, he'll move on to like the creation of art. And then like three pages later, he's talking about like people who preach negativity and stuff like that. And so it kind of, it helps me get through the density by having like something new to focus on every couple pages. Yeah. Yeah, it's kind of like uh, he's giving you the uh, what are those things, the subway runner videos at the bottom. <laughs> exactly, like, yeah. But it's like philosophy nuggets. Yeah, it's subway servers philosophy, and I like I don't know whenever <laughs> subway I subway server philosophy. That's a new genre. <laughs> yeah, new name for old genre. Whenever I try and read something that's like almost too applicable to my everyday life, like fucking Falkult or something like that, or Sartre, yeah. it like it almost hurts, and it like. It sucks to read about how much my life is like a prison 
and yeah. whatever. The pangs of reality. Right, yeah. Panopticon this, mm. you know. Yeah, no, I feel you. You know, it's actually, I don't know if, I know you're into like those philosophers. A lot of modern philosophy is actually moving into mathematics. I don't know if you know much about that, but. Like, yeah, it's really interesting, actually. I just watched this documentary on Netflix called A Trip to Infinity. And they talked about infinity as like a construction of our consciousness. And they also talked about how like we invented math to understand the world. And it's like, no wonder we came up with math because the world adheres to that already. Yeah. And it was something that was probably ingrained in us from the beginning. Um, definitely worth the watch if you want to talk about uh, whatever branch of philosophy that is. But yeah, no, I love math. I love philosophy. I think that it's great. It's like two of my favorite things in one. That's really sick. Okay. Yeah. I'll definitely give that, give that a watch. Um, okay. But yeah, we'll, we'll probably circle back to this in a little okay. bit. Because I, I could honestly talk about that shit all night. <laughs> no, I know me too. I'm like, yes. why am I here again? Oh, yeah, yeah right. Oh, yeah, like, oh, wait, this is a podcast about Screamo. But talking about philosophy and Screamo go hand in hand. So True. That's I wouldn't say true. that you sound like a prick, considering like a lot of great Screamo <laughs> bands are literally just named after philosophers. So That's, yeah, I mean, that's true. Plus, I mean, there is no, there's no DIY Screamo without the, the punk philosophy. Exactly. I mean, what did Orchid say? I am Nietzsche, right? Yeah. Um, okay, so uh, next thing we like to ask is usually, like, how did you kind of first get into the punk rock scene or, like, the underground music scene or DIY? Uh, you know, I vividly remember my first show. It was with uh, Fossil Youth and the first iteration of this band called Ghost Town Atlas from Reading and then another local Reading band uh, called Goldberg. And uh, I was with, like, my partner at the time wanted to go with some of their friends, and I ended up going to this show. And uh, I just, like, I was in awe. It was this band, Goldberg, that, like, really made everything click. And, uh, you know, their guitarist ended up playing bass in, like, my old band. And uh, it was, I don't know, it was just, like, something clicked to me seeing small-scale live music. Um, and I was, like, kind of felt like I found my calling. And then... Uh, yeah, I ended up hitting it off with uh, Bryson, the guitarist from Goldberg, and he sent me like a bunch of recommendations. And uh, yeah, it was great. Like I think the summer vacation, Joyce Manor split, stuff like that. And uh, yeah, it just kind of changed everything for me. Um, I used to be really into heavy like music, like the 2014 era metalcore type stuff. Um, I went to like Warp tours before it was like all the. How do I say this? The last warp tour I went to, Knucklepuck was like the biggest band. And I was like, I'm not I'm not about this. I'm like 16 or whatever. I need to find something else. And then I found DIY music and it was people that cared about each other and not, you know, <laughs> warp tour metalcore. Yeah. Uh, and so it was it was nice to see the emotionality of like the mm. angry, bitter guy music mixed with the the tenderness of loving for each other that diy is all about yeah yeah i mean especially right now that's uh something that's really important for a lot of people you know yeah definitely there's just a lot going on and i mean god there was the um yeah uh minneapolis i think it was yeah that, was that like... shooting it's just crazy um yeah i don't know it's just so anti-diy and it's really sad to see it was like outsiders committing like a hate crime in a yeah. queer space basically um yeah 
God, yeah, my heart goes out to them. I yeah. that's just one of my biggest fears realized. Yeah, it's I can't. I mean, you know, you go, we go to these places to feel safe, and you know, these communities that are supposed to protect like our queer friends and like our trans friends and all that stuff. And then when people come out and try to try to bludgeon in on the party and then come back, just it's yeah. The most important thing is to try and like just support each other as best we can. Totally, yeah. But yeah. It's not a it's not a competition. We can all we can all have our moment in the spotlight. You know, we're all up next out of Atlanta, if you will. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that tracks. I mean, everybody. When you when everyone comes together, you see amazing things, and when everyone gets support, you see amazing things. I mean, like look at how many bands like broke out of DIY and are now, um, totally like doing these huge like us tours and you know ben quads up next like they, yeah like, those dudes put in the time and the energy and they rip and so now they're finally they're going their, crazy yeah they're getting their shine i mean like real friends you know, yeah like they blew up super hard even knuckle puck like totally yeah um i it's not my genre but i respect it and i respect the drive and i love seeing hardworking artists and musicians get the recognition that they deserve like i don't know i'm a big fan of like the music doesn't have to be for you, but we can all still be like homies. You know what I mean? And we can yeah. like recognize real talent and real art. And like, if you put your whole heart into and your whole soul into your music, it will yield results. It's just like a matter of time. Yeah. Yeah. And knowing that you can like have that kind of like particular piece of art, even maybe I know earlier on, maybe in like people's, artistic careers they don't think that they could be that for someone but eventually you wind up being that for someone in some way you know um, totally which actually kind of brings me to my next question like which uh what two albums would you say like really define you and you can the, we you Oof. know you can even do like define maybe the band or you can do defines you like personally yeah that's a great question i think my number one answer i think like my number one album of all time is probably got to be 2020 by Shingard. Nice. Um, it's beautiful it's scary it's loud it's quiet it's fast it's slow it's everything that i want out of music and it's just wrapped up in this tight little bow that sounds like pittsburgh screamo uh super group and it's it's great i don't know it's frantic but so melodic like it takes everything that i loved about the fall of troy and kind of like the mixing and mastering almost adds like a shoegaze element in some aspects with just the harshness and the mixing of like the room symbols and it's i don't know that album is just a masterpiece to me i think uh instrumentally and lyrically just inside out they say a lot uh, and i sat my ass down and listened and i loved it i and, mean honestly that's a great album so i'm right there with you yeah i <laughs> 2020 has been my album of the year ever since it came out got another album that defines me though um the band um i'm fighting the urge to say what it takes to move forward by empire empire uh, that one <laughs> means a lot to me yeah. um i yeah that album just means a lot to me and it's also just kind of like that feeling of it's angry and it's sad, but it's also like kind of happy. And there's like a, it's like the light at the end of the tunnel without like being too depressing. But uh, 
I think my my answer is probably yeah, twenty twenty by Shingard and then no drum and bass in the jazz room. Uh, by Clever Girl. Yeah, by Clever Girl. It's yeah. uh great. Uh very angular uh, math rock. I'm I'm about that. Yeah, I that opening intro to the first track is like so iconic. Like yeah. Uh, Dun, 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 dun. <laughs> yeah. Like, that's such like when if I wanted to show someone like if someone asked me what math rock was I'd be like right this song yeah we should replace the never met meme with yeah uh, the math rock uh, the math rock yeah. national anthem is actually <laughs> the first yeah. song of that clever girl album. that would I'm down for it that or like uh Tara Mellows maybe some some Don Caballero I'm yeah. all about the kind of jarring math rock stuff it could be don cap yeah or maybe something off of patagonian rants yeah oh yeah um okay so now we get into the nitty-gritty of like what music is like more regionally for you so yeah. um what is the sacramento scene like like can you paint us like a picture of like the bands and the environment like your time in it and all that yeah there's off the top of my head great band anxious arms shout out anxious arms they're on tour right now the time that we're recording this through like the southwest they're like post-hardcore um i don't know they're just like riff core like if you like mean riffs if you like fight riffs okay that's the band for you everything else is just like it'll follow um i gotta play bass with them uh recently back in the spring i played two shows with them and it was a great time and uh it gave me a lot of confidence going into this year and like starting to play shortstop shows but uh yeah, Anxious Arms is great. Uh, Mastoids, another great band. They're kind of like, I don't want to say like they sound like Tidal Fight, but they're like kind of that like noisy pop punk gaze. It's really cool. I started a circle pit the last time I saw them. It's like one of those bands you can't help but to move to. Uh, Quarter Conscious is another great Sacramento band. They uh, they do that drop C, open, open tuning kind of twinkle stuff um it's great if you like twinkle if you like math rock uh and, and they kind of sound like 12 rods too like it's got that ambient kind of washy feeling to it uh, it's great but those are those are some of my my buddies bands i would shout out in the sacramento scene and then there are plenty others i mean wrench tarnish yeah. uh paper paper skin you know uh yeah. but blooming heads shout out <laughs> right shut death grips uh deftones definitely Zach Hill, hella, yeah, goaded. Zach Hill, um, can we please get a hella reunion? That would, how oh, that'd be tight. You know, my uh, my girlfriend's cousin actually lives like two blocks down from MCD Ride, and he's like, yeah, dude, I see him at the co-op sometimes, and him and his girlfriend are out for walks. Yeah, <laughs> just, like... just I mean, like you know, he's just, it, it, it's like Death Grips has this like total like etherealness, like this mysterious <laughs> like horrific kind of mystery right. to them. But it's like MCD Ride goes to the farmers market, like yeah, the dude he's needs just turnips. a guy. Yeah. <laughs> right we're all just guys and girls at the end of the day they yeah. these ladies yeah exactly everything in between everything all around like we're Absolutely. all just out here yeah i think but, um you know it's one of those things where you go and like you see like a really intense band or something and then you go talk to them afterwards and they're like hey how's it going bud it's like yeah, yeah. definitely uh slow fire pistol was that band for me <laughs> oh, um, man. i, I saw them with Loma. yeah yeah it was a crazy show and uh i just like I wasn't super into slow fire pistol, but I heard their like first song, they opened their set and I was just like, wow, okay, I'm going to go home and listen to this for a month. And I, I talked to them afterwards and they were just like the most 
genuine down-to-earth people uh, and they're just sweet and they all just kind of looked like yeah i don't know your average joe it's like that meme that's like when your guitarist looks like an accountant it's like yeah that's, it's kind of real that is yeah how you know the band's gonna rip it's true that's what it's about and slow fire pistol are so fucking sick i'm so glad they're making music again yeah it was crazy those new songs are phenomenal but uh yeah i mean the sax scene it's cool we have some great shows like loma prieta slow fire pistol um there was one recently that was like first itself new mirrors party hats i didn't end up making it to that one but uh still a crazy lineup but i honestly had a hard time in the sacramento scene um because i moved down here for school and uh mm -hmm. it, the scene is kind of clicky at first and they're like yeah groups of people that don't super get along with each other uh, and it's hard to be kind of friends with one of them that you met and then friends with two people from another clique that you know and they're all beefing with each other and you're just kind of like hey does anybody want to play in my band yeah um, it's so like that's, we all hate each other like uh, yeah definitely i don't know i think um a lot of people kind of treat it like none of us were cool in high school and so they're just treating it like high school too and they just want their chance to be the click and that's totally cool if that's what you're looking for but i'm just here to to play my songs do my little screamo music my silly little dance on stage yeah uh yeah i actually met our drummer because i like went to a show and i was like hey do you guys need a vocalist and they were like uh no thanks um and then their drummer our their guitarist shortstop's drummer they like hit me up afterwards and it was like yo even if you're not in that band like i hella fuck with you so like we should jam and uh it was pretty much easy since then just kind of finding the right people to to fill in all the in-between instruments after that very sick that's really awesome um so i mean you mentioned a bunch of names already but uh and this doesn't have to be a local band like but is there a band yeah. that you feel like is not getting the love that they really deserve like this band like this is your chance to basically be like there's a band i know that some of you may not know and I'm putting them on for you. You gotta be listening. Do they have to be active? Um, I mean, can you it give me one active one and one in, and I'm assuming okay. one active one? Yes. Uh active band. They're not that slept on, but uh Morning Dew for sure. Mm, yeah. Amazing band. They just put out their second album. Uh we're gonna be playing some shows in November with them. They're gonna be coming out to the West Coast. It's gonna Hell be yeah. a great time very excited um morning dew yeah they deserve all the love in the world i like went to listen to them the other day and i was like yo what the fuck do we have more do we have more listeners than these guys and it's like not that it's not a competition but it's like i've been looking up to morning dew since i was like in midwest emo bands yeah in, like, 2018 and stuff and it just like knowing them as people it it makes me kind of angry at the world that they're not getting the love that they deserve because they try really hard and yeah they, they put, put out... in the work too like yeah they were frequently all the time and it's it's great screamo it's yeah, yeah. if and you it's like that good two-piece yeah. totally yeah just and clean guitar tones and crazy drums yeah it's, it's not perfect. like yeah it's so good it's not like like phoned in like you know we don't need to name names dads but like it's like you know it's like <laughs> right. actually like you can feel the quality and like you can feel the genuine energy coming off of them definitely yeah so. uh and then the other band they are 
inactive, unfortunately, rest in peace. Um, but Parker Luck is, uh, I used to gatekeep them for the longest time, and I still like kind of do, depending on who I'm talking to. But they have, as of right now, they have 34 monthly listeners, and mm. uh, they put out this EP called Where the Wicked Cease from Troubling and the Weary Lay to Rest in 2018. And uh, the I found out about this band because Claudio from Commander Salamander put me on, and their mm. bassist was uh, Matt from Darkle, uh, Rest in Peace. And they are, yeah, uh, it's just the best four songs I've ever heard. Every perfect 10 out of 10 emo band, it's like they just put out one tiny little release and then they disappear forever. Yeah. This is that so band. All right. Well, I'm definitely checking that out. It's yeah, it's mean. It's groovy. Uh, there's like a little bit of SpongeBob core in there. It's great. You say SpongeBob core? Yeah, SpongeBob. Where, where the screamer kind of gets the like, yeah, you're on. <laughs> a little. It starts to sound a little SpongeBobby. Okay, that's sick. Right on. That's very cool. Um. All right, so I know you were talking about having some new music coming out. Um, what has been going on with that? Like, uh, do you have it out on anyone? Are you guys doing a self-release type deal? Like, what's uh, what is that looking like? Um, it is going to be kind of self-release. Um, I have a pseudo 360 deal with uh, one of my <laughs> buddies, uh, <laughs> Kelly Bowman from uh, No Momentum in Abandoned New York runs Love Seat Art Club. And we've had this deal for a while now where they kind of help with the merch, help us get tapes and uh, do the distribution for us. And then we kind of split streaming profits a little bit to where I don't have to, uh, I don't really have to bear the brunt of thinking about like setting up a distro kit account. Because like when I tried to in my old bands, actually like sent fraud alerts to my card every time. And I was like, Hey, can somebody put me on their distro kit account? And okay. Kelly was like, yeah. And it just kind of, we took off there together ever since. Okay. Um, That's really cool. Yeah. And um, we, yeah, we got our second EP coming out September 15th through love seat tapes. Uh, it's going to be weird. It's going to be fun. It's like not quite as much twinkle screamo. Uh, there's like a little bit more of a new metal vibe to it. There's one Ooh. song where, where I'm almost rapping. I don't know that I would call it rapping, but it's pretty close. Okay. Um, and then, yeah, we're trying to just have a little fun with it before we really uh, get to the grindstone on the album. We mm. have uh, about six songs for that. And okay, I very cool. want to try and get all the uh, the kind of heavier, spunkier songs out of the way so right. we can really, really culminate the right vibe for uh, writing the album. Yeah, get the out there weird shit out of the way so you guys can uh, make your make your dance tonight revolution tomorrow or whatever exactly exactly ours is a it's called the assassination of shinzo abe lincoln uh we've been playing it live it's going to be probably the single for the for the album but we'll see okay very cool you can uh, actually you can stream it on youtube and just plug real quick uh we have a live session out with heavy armor audio um my buddy Trevor does all of our engineering. If you live in Northern California, you should do a live session with them. Great dude. All about DIY. He does kind of like a pay what you want, pay what you can for like a ton of local artists. And he the work is great. And he's a really encouraging member of the scene. And it's awesome to see. 
Very cool. Um, is he, because I was going to ask, I know that like a lot of your stuff has like a really specific aesthetic, at least for like the releases you put out. Um, yeah. You know, like the kind of anime style, like this kind of like block printing, like kind of overlay yeah of like um art that comes out with everything is that like something that you did is that something he's done like what what's uh, like this aesthetic that you kind of have like is that yeah i've um i definitely try and curate an aesthetic for the band i do all of the art in-house myself um j cards uh, album cover you know stickers everything like that uh, we do in-house uh i think it was the great hot stuff productions who said diy or die um but yeah i don't know i just like i wanted when i like sat back and listened to sundered by the blow like really for the first time on like the masters i was like what okay what does this sound like and uh i wanted to be able to incorporate that like yeah like that block print kind of mm -hmm. typewriter style that you see in a lot of like 90s uh 90s screamo covers or uh, even like you know there are some some great albums that look like that recently i think I want to say it was uh, New Mirrors as the one that's like you know drawn on the cardstock style. Yeah. Like, I just I love that aesthetic, and then also I wanted to like bring in kind of that the '90s anime, the retro style to fit more kind of yeah I don't know it just adds cohesion with the like kind of hyper pop synthetic elements of the of the music for sure. Um, Soul Eater was a really big show for me growing up i don't know why it was just one of the first ones that got me into anime and uh that pan i rem i just like have a really vivid memory of that panel where maka is just getting rocked and i remembered it and i was just like yo i need to use this yeah. i need to make it screamo and if i make like early 2000s anime with 90s screamo it's gonna be perfect and then i thought it was so i'm inclined to agree I mean, I, yeah. I do dig my anime with my screamo as well. So yeah, and then I do draw a fair bit of uh, artistic inspiration from uh, Connie Scarbosa of See You Space Cowboy. Um, I used to listen to Flowers Taped to Pence a lot. I still listen to him. Still listen to See You Space Cowboy. And uh, Connie is really inspiring, both as a musician and also a visual artist. I feel like the work that they do is awesome. Los Angeles, so it really did fit the whole state. 
circling back to philosophy. You ever listen to Rene Descartes? I have not actually. That's some of uh, Connie's earlier stuff. That's okay. also like in the same like in the same era as like flowers, tapes, pen. I'll, I'll send oh. I'll send you the Bandcamp later. But okay, it's, yeah. It's sick. That's yeah. That, no, that sounds totally on my alley. Okay, very cool. All right, Brad. Um, so when are you guys doing like everything self produced? Is everything kind of getting done in house? Or I know you mentioned you kind of have like a, you know, quote unquote three sixty deal, but is like how how much is this yeah. going to be like all the band doing stuff or like all you doing stuff or outside members um a lot of it is me doing stuff for sundered by the blow it was i mean i recorded and mixed everything myself and then i sent it to my buddy trev and then kelly pretty much just handled uh, making and selling the tapes and putting it on spotify but i think this time we're going to take a little bit different of approach um definitely want to do some more stuff in-house and also some less stuff in-house. Uh, I've done t-shirts for my bands in the past and uh, the other members weren't financially dedicated. So it was kind of one of those, I pay all the upfront costs. I got to keep all the profit situations. And it was right. cool for like, you know, the first run of t-shirts, but uh, it, it's kind of a burden. And so uh, having, you know, really close friends in my band with me, it's cool. Uh, we're going to, try and set up like a t-shirt night at my house uh next coming weeks um and then as far as like recording everything goes um trevor my buddy in quarter conscious that engineer he's he's an honorary member of every band i've ever been in uh he's just yeah he knows what he's doing uh, he went to school for like i think it was physics and then it was film and then he oh, ended man. up doing like huh. like audio video stuff for uh, film. one of those huh yeah he's like a boom mic guy it's crazy um he just like gets sound in a way that i don't so once i kind of give all the stems like kind of a rough mix i give it a nice shape i send it over to him to take out like harmful frequencies and like stuff like that and kind of give it a more polished mix and then yeah, I try and do as much stuff in-house as I can. There's just some stuff like getting really high-quality mixes and masters and making tapes that I'm just not able to do myself. And I would love to be able to someday. That's what it's all about. Let's say it's DIY enough as it is. But yeah, you know, maybe hopefully one day you can get to that place as well. Yeah, definitely. I, I don't know. Uh, writing that first EP by myself really gave me a lot of inspiration and passion to work as a solo artist and do as much in-house as I can. Uh, just like I said, being able to just give it that attention to detail that I think every every little piece needs is just such a fulfilling feeling when you see it all kind of come together. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it must be. Um, and speaking to that a little bit, I know that some of the other members weren't able to join us, but I, I did want to ask what it was like kind of, I know you'd been in other projects before but um going from kind of doing everything yourself to now writing with other people like how how has that been like changing the sound of choice stuff uh if it it's good all. it's good it's for the better they definitely uh both of them helped me kind of break out of my shell a little bit with songwriting uh, i think we all recognize in the band that we all kind of have our tropes and our our tricks in our bag that we kind of like to stick to and it feels like we all kind of help each other break out of that and just using the same things over and over again, uh, which is really cool. And uh, 
it's it's nice to be able to have three times as many ideas and nobody nobody takes it personal uh when we're shot down it's just kind of like okay not the vibe cool and it's yeah i don't know it's nice uh, it feels like we're kind of friends first band members second which is something i've struggled with not only with other projects in the past but also like trying to find the right people for shortstop i think i went through like maybe four iterations uh four groups of people trying to find something that worked um and i finally did and it's great now that's really awesome i mean you know it takes time like anything else like it any other does project. yeah and it's it's not that i hold anything uh, personal against any of the other musicians it's just i'm looking for a certain uh dedication and commitment that some people aren't willing to give and i totally get that and then there's also like you know how many musicians are there in sacramento okay how many musicians are there in sacramento that are good how many good musicians in sacramento are there that like screamo music and that are okay with playing parts that somebody else wrote you know it's not <laughs> it's not that many it's just a matter yeah. of finding the the people who really get you you know mm-hmm. Was it like when you were kind of seeking these other people out, like, was it kind of a thing where you were get, being like, hey, do you like this album? Or like, hey, are you into like heavy music? Like, how do you broach that subject at all? Um, I've always been curious. I've never like gone and hunted for band members. I have seen Craigslist posts like once or twice in my life where someone's like, I listened to City of Caterpillar and Coded Armada. And like, I really tight. want to start a band. I know I should have hit this person up, but I was looking you, yeah. further away. But I'm actually seeing City of Caterpillar, I think next weekend oh nice yeah i'm trying to see them on their little tour they have Uh, or wait is that the one that's you're not going to oakland right no um but drought is coming to sacramento oh that's what it is yeah drought and then something else yeah i can't remember who else yeah yeah shout out drought shout out biggie we love you buddy um yeah i mean there was one time where this dude and i just like kind of became mutuals i met him at work Mm -hmm. and he was like I can't remember what band it was, but I was like, oh yeah, like I fuck with them. What's your Instagram? This and that. I like kind of checked out his music and it was good. And uh, I was like, yo, do you want to, like a lot of the time I'll just say like, yo, do you want to jam? And I'll like kind of feel out the vibes from there. Um, And like one time uh, I went over to hang out with this person and they just kind of did like whippets for like two hours. And like, they told me there was going to be a drummer coming and he didn't. And then, I was there like three hours later, hadn't played guitar at all. And I was just like, this isn't, this is, there's the, just again, that kind of <laughs> lack of commitment to the music. Right. Like, but a hard wanna, commitment to whippets. Right. <laughs> totally. If you want to <laughs> hang out and do whippets, that's fine with me. Just ask me to hang out and do whippets. Don't ask me to bring my guitar and my pedal board and everything, you know? Right. And then there were, um, I think, Another time, I actually I just reached out to one of my friends and I was like, "Yo, do you want to try playing bass on this stuff?" Uh, and it was great, but he's kind of he's caught up in his own music, and I get that. Um, and then there was one time where I think some people kind of approached me about it, and I kind of approached them about it, kind of mutually, mm. and um, that just didn't end up uh, working out. Just it wasn't a good fit in the band. And again, it's it's just nothing personal. Um, I just had, I don't know, a lack of commitment. I had like tabbed out parts for them and stuff. And yeah. they'd, they'd show up a couple months later, not having fully learned a single song. Like a couple of them were underplaying parts. A couple of them were overplaying parts. And it was just like, 
maybe we need to take a step back, start as a two piece again, and then introduce people slowly. Yeah. And what a process it's been getting short stuff to work. Damn. Yeah, definitely. I mean, it started out of a, a three piece remote band with like two of my best friends and Yeah. uh, one of them, one of them passed away and I took that our kind of our MO from that, that band we had together and I took it to shortstop and wrote it all myself. And so, yeah, it was, it was about finding people with that MO and there, there aren't a lot of people with it in Sacramento, it seems. Yeah. Well, my condolences on the loss of your friend. I know that's real tough. Yeah, it can, it can be really hard. Um, when somebody you know is taken away at a really young age especially if they are uh, somebody you look up to as a as a person and a musician Yeah. uh, they uh, they used to play so hard that they gave themselves a concussion at a show one time God damn. uh, yeah That's wild. Well, I mean, it sounds like you carry a piece of them in this band too. So they never really kind of go away in that sense too. definitely yeah and i have a i have a tattoo for him too it's kind of a an artist's take on the only quote unquote real tattoo that they had. Um, and so that, that helps me get through the day for sure. It makes me think about how lucky I am to be here and it helps me kick my tendencies to be a, a nihilistic asshole Yeah. because a lot of the time it's like, especially watching documentaries about infinity and stuff like that. It's hard to feel like Mm -hmm. why, why would I even bother, you know, but Yeah. not bothering is just, It's a bad answer. It's not fun. There are better answers out there, and we just need to find them. Very true. I mean, you know, who knows what the future may hold, you know, after the album and stuff comes out. And um True. to kind of segue a little bit, like what's a what's a band that you'd want to play with, you know? Like let's say like the album pops off and stuff, you get you get your options. Like who's a band that you'd love to open for? Oh, uh, good question. It's gotta be Uh, one band. I'm sorry. I gotta limit you. So one band one band oh one band. uh oh great question um i damn one band okay <laughs> i'm thinking i'm thinking could be could be broken up or it could be um okay together i'm gonna say botch honestly oof uh that would with be sick with that that new song that they dropped i think last year um i think yeah th there should be an album soon i hope and yeah i mean botch is a great band um yeah i that fucking would love botch that would be it for me i think um i don't want to say like obviously shingard right Yeah. the fall of troy would be cool um all the the greats but botch i think playing a show with botch would be like a total dream come true for me Yeah. I'm uh I'm going to see them in December. I'm so oh yeah beyond <laughs> excited. hype Did you get tickets okay to go see them? i have not yet no Oh dude, you should do it. They're gonna sell out soon. yeah damn i uh yeah i just i'm always late to get tickets to shows honestly like uh, i just bought my ticket for city caterpillar like a week and a half ago because i like see it when the flyer comes out and i'm like yeah yeah yeah, yeah. Like, oh, and then shit. i And then I forget about it because I'm like so caught up in my own little world all the time. And Yeah. then like a week later, I'll see like sold out. And I'm just like, oh, okay. <laughs> Never mind then. I didn't really want to go that bad. Yeah, I didn't, I didn't want to go anyway. Uh, no, there was a show that was, it was Tsunami playing like a,
75 cap venue or something like that in Sacramento. And I literally, I saw the post about four hours after it went up. It was just sold out immediately. And I was like, okay, not my show. Yeah, it happens. That must have been a buck-ass show, though. Yeah. Yeah, they put on a really good show. I saw them with uh, Knocked Loose. Um, Yeah, killer. That's that's really sick. Um, Yeah, I I was going to say, I got a black eye in the pit. Which is always a good memory. It's like yeah. if you if you go to a show and you see like somebody with a ripped septum or like they're bleeding from somewhere, it's like you take that shiner and you wear it with pride. You got yeah. out of the pit pretty unscathed. Yeah. Yeah. I I don't know how I ever did that before or how people are doing it now. Like that shit gets raunchy. Yeah, I uh actually wore a mouth guard to that show because I was like, <laughs> so scared of just getting elbowed and losing my two front teeth. No, that's smart. Yeah, it it gives me a little more uh bravery to go into the pit too. I feel like like if I got a mouth guard in, that's that's more than you guys. Come at me, you know. Yeah, uh, yeah, that is very true. Um, so loosely related to the previous question, um, you know, everyone's been doing reunions basically. Uh, there's so many coming uh, i'm sure as well like what's one band that you'd love to see do a reunion show and why oh one that hasn't uh, like gotten back together yet yeah that is a great question um merchant ships maybe but i know that they have beef and it like will probably never happen and that that's yeah. something that weighs on my heart a lot. But uh, I'd love to see any of the old Jack Samp stuff, um, like Merchant Ships or William Bonnie or uh, what's the other one? Boy uh, Rex. North, Boy Rex. Uh, yeah, North Folk was like one that was pretty early and it was kind of mm-hmm. heavier than his like current acoustic stuff. He didn't do Park Jefferson, right? That was that was uh nick from merchant mm-hmm. ships yeah also, that guy sucks. i heard that guy sucks too but man park jefferson great band mm. i uh the first show i ever played actually was uh with jack Semp under it was like he was doing uh boy rex still it was before his solo name but that's uh, crazy yeah it was my old band we didn't it was like an acoustic show too we were writing like two-piece electric guitar drum kit midwest emo and they were like yo do you want to play this acoustic show and i brought it was like an acoustic guitar and i brought my electric bass um and it, looking back on it i probably embarrassed myself in front of my hero but nah. it's cool he was a sweet sweet guy uh, and i'd love to see him actually get up there and scream again maybe one day i'm hoping yeah um so also if you could do a guest vocal feature spot on any band's track who would it be and why and this can be like super realistic or unrealistic so i mean like if you wanted to do it on like carly ray jepson's album like you could say it or if you wanted you know if you wanted to be like oh like i would love to feature on like roman can a roman candle song or something uh gwen stefani (laughs) easy easy answer i would love to make a a song with Gwen Stefani. Yeah, that I mean, would kind of be like a reunion show one too, because I don't think she really does a whole lot anymore. Yeah, I that's that's up there. She's a great musician. Love her solo career. Mm-hmm. I I love Gwen Stefani's solo pop music, and then also just no doubt, great band. Yeah, they're from Orange County. 
Really? I didn't, I don't think I ever knew that. Yeah, they're from uh, Anaheim. Tragic Kingdom is a reference to living okay. right next to Disneyland. Okay, yeah. I, wow, that's sweet. Yeah, right? Go figure. Yeah, I don't think I would want to live next to Disneyland. No. It's 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 mixed. It's a mixed bag. <laughs> I, I I fucking hate the mouse, but um, we, yeah, we can see the fireworks from the hill near my house. So like, we go up there sometimes and watch them. Yeah, that's sweet. Yeah, free fireworks. I know, right? And like every single night, without yeah. fail. Yeah. So and then, man, I bet it probably drives the cost of living up and like just stuff generally in the area like i bet you pay more for groceries around disneyland than in other places oh 100 just the general cost of living in southern california is just nightmarish at this point yeah that's fair sacramento is is getting pretty bad too yeah getting rough inflation yay i know it makes me want to go and uh shoot a gun outside periodically right just do get, the, get in touch with my roots yeah just to you know drop the property values just a little bit definitely um which speaking of uh you don't have to answer this if you don't want to or you can obscure it if you want what's the most uh, illegal or dangerous thing you've ever done in your life oh uh feel free to change some facts or not answer it whatever whatever you'd like you know, no yeah problem. um Illegal or dangerous? Um, I don't know. I think pretty much everything. Everything I can think of is either like a plead the fifth or it's really <laughs> lackluster. But I think my final answer is I have never driven my car over 130. Not never in my life. Okay. Yeah, I've been there. Yeah. Or it's not a, been there. Yeah, never, not once. Nope, never done that. That's it would sure. be a baseless accusation if anyone ever tried to pin that on me. Yeah, the absolute horse hockey. <laughs> um, so as we wrap up, we like we like to have uh, you know, ask kind of interesting, goofy questions as well. So, yeah. uh, assuming you're not a pacifist, if you could punch anyone in the face as hard as you possibly could without any repercussions, who would it be and why? Oh, um. That's a good one. Uh, I want to say Trump just because like he yeah. sucks as a person mm-hmm. and he has a very punchable face. But uh, my other answer is like Lin-Manuel Miranda. <laughs> I don't know why. And he's like, he's great at what he does. And I've yeah. like heard, heard some of the songs he's written for movies and Broadway. And it's like, they're, they are really spectacular. He knows what he's doing, but he just, he wears that smug shit eating grin in every photo and he just has this this kind of punch me face in the way that like ben shapiro does yeah no i 100 percent feel that um gosh i don't know i'm really tempted to have you seen you? have you seen oh, his website i have not okay oh, man, is it worth on. checking out yeah sorry I, this is probably going to be a not just a phase first i'm gonna share like i'm gonna share my screen right now you gotta look at this dude's fucking website okay he, the merch he has is insane. Like it's oh, the most Lin like fam. Dude. Oh my god. <laughs> he has like autograph photos of himself <sighs> that are just like the most he has toys like it's... Yeah. Bobbleheads or those nesting dolls or something. Dude, look at this oh. shit. 
Oh my god, I I need that the picture of him with a snow cone. I might want that for my living room. $69 for this picture, man. If he signs the snow cone picture, it's it's 70 bucks. That's not including shipping, everyone. If if anybody ever shows up to a gig with a framed photo of Lynn Manuel Miranda, I'm getting you in for free. Just 100% no questions asked. Dude, I mean just like this shit is Yeah. The lip bite is crazy. There's a, yeah, for those of you at home, there's a photo of him, I guess, from when he's younger, and he's just, like, biting a pillow, just dead eye in the camera. It's just, this. He, he's putting this online for people to look at, and, like... For people to buy. For people to buy. They're, they start at $20, and uh, end at $70, I'm assuming, because the autograph's the ones that you pay 70 for. I don't know, but it's just... Yeah. They yeah. might sell out. Act now on your spicy <laughs> Lin-Manuel picks. Yeah, buy today. Don't regret Invest in Lin Manuel uh, NFTs. Um, yeah, we've never done that before, but I just as soon as you said Lin Manuel Miranda, that was the that was good that popped into my head. I feel like that justified everything I've ever disliked about him, <laughs> and I, I really like, appreciate that. Yeah, of course, he's really talented, but he it does also need to go away forever. Like I'm sick of totally. Him. Like I don't like, know. He did it so fast. It's really impressive. Yeah. It's, I don't know. It's kind of how I feel about the Beatles. It's like, I get it. I respect the hell out of them, but I'm glad John Lennon's dead. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you so much. I've been saying, people get mad at me because they think I'm just being a contrarian. It's like, look, I like that we invented the stone wheel, but I'm tired right. of talking about it. So much other shit's come out. Like, let's, let's move totally. on. Totally. And know? my biggest thing is like, I'm not even a hardcore Beatles hater. My biggest thing is I just hate John Lennon. And Paul McCartney's like, oh, Paul McCartney's okay, I guess. But George Harrison is like the great. Uh, and he has like a phenomenal solo album too. Love that. I grew up on that. And uh, you can definitely hear his writing in the Beatles. But then like I'll hear a John Lennon song. And I'm just like, man, that's bullshit. Imagine all the people. Man, you beat your wife. What are you talking about world peace for? <laughs> and a stranger son. Yeah. I mean... I guess maybe he was writing, he was projecting. That's what he was doing. Yeah, basically. Yeah, he's, yeah, the Beatles suck. Fuck the Beatles. Yeah. So, mm. uh, I'm, I don't know how controversial that is. I'm sure a lot of people nowadays are just more, I, back, like back, I don't know, when you were in high school. When I was in high school, like everyone had a fucking Beatles shirt. And I was like, uh, yeah. I don't get this shit, man. Like, I don't understand. Definitely. Like, I don't think that the, all the albums are dog shit or anything, but I'm just like, this is right. This is boring. Like, yeah. I don't know. I don't know. Maybe I'm just talking to my head. They made, they made pop music so revolutionary, but it's like, okay, well, we've also, we're, we've experienced like what, 40 or 50, 60 years of pop music since then. Yeah. It's, it's not that groundbreaking anymore. Yeah. You know, like, and a lot of people are, yeah, sorry, go ahead. Yeah. Um, a lot of people are just not willing to, to admit that better or more groundbreaking music is out there. Yeah, my like when, sorry, go I was gonna say my coworker and I have this game called Tame Impala or the Beatles because I'm <laughs> I'm so bad at telling them apart. <laughs> yeah, I mean like, it's it doesn't have to be the Beatles to be good psychedelic rock. Agreed, hard agree. I feel the same thing when people are like, "I was born in the wrong generation, man. I wish I could have seen Zeppelin. Like you would have died at a Zeppelin show." Yeah, the kind of drugs those dudes were doing. Everyone was <laughs> totally. doing like the rough, like the rough nature. Like people talk about hardcore shows being scary. Like people used to just right. die at concerts, man. Like, exactly, and they it's didn't like, care. 
you go to the mosh pit at some beatdown show, the same dude who spin kicks you in the face is going to be the person helping you stand up. And he's going to be like, oh, fuck, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to hit you in the face. Yeah. It's like, no, it wasn't like Woodstock 99 or something like that, where like a handful of people just like died. Oh, yeah. Like, Not even to mention all the sexual assault that happened. Right. It was bad. Oh, God. Anyway, sorry. Yeah. We, we, we deviated pretty hard. <laughs> um. Uh, yeah okay let me let me get my bearings again okay so um we like to ask also like what music do you listen to that could be considered a guilty pleasure to some i i don't believe in guilty pleasures but is there anything that you listen to that might be like shameful or cringy uh yeah um a deep cut sometimes in my darkest moments my darkest time when i'm absolutely fiending for something that is trashy I'll listen to like Broken Side or Hollywood Undead because <laughs> that was like one All right, of my... everyone, thanks for listening in. Jonathan <laughs> has to go. It was like, uh, it was one of my foyers into like heavier music. Was I right. thought my older sister was like the shit when she was in high school and I was in middle school and she got into like Hollywood Undead and Broken Side and like she's the reason I started going to warp tour and stuff. And like, I remember our mom had to like sit her down with her iPod and she was like, do you realize what these guys are saying? And like how demeaning this is to women. And like in the moment we were both kind of like, Oh, mom's being a cop. But like looking back on it, it's like, dude, it's crazy. For it's like, rough. It's yeah, real, real rough to have a 15 year old kid be listening to that stuff. I would want to intervene too. Yeah. But I mean, yeah, there's those songs will always have a place in my heart for mm-hmm. sure. They're not that's I also don't believe in guilty pleasure music, but that is like yeah, criminal. I should be in jail for listening to those bands at such a young age. No, I I, I hear that. Uh unfortunately, incidentally, uh Hollywood and Dead also from Orange County. So Yeah, yeah. Yeah, we know how to pick them. <laughs> I don't know what it is, but yeah, those dudes are those dudes are rough. <laughs> <laughs> totally yeah it's broken it's, side was what was that song uh it was brie brie right that was the <laughs> yeah yeah it was <laughs> i remember because they used to play chain reaction around here a lot and oh I had really? friends who would go see them and were like that did really like them and i'm like dude <laughs> you know, yeah you couldn't pay me to go. i mean no fans but you couldn't pay yeah. me to go see that shit no my sister was all about it she used to cut her like her fringe her scene little swoop every oh, morning in damn. the mirror she'd cut it herself with a razor blade holy shit you she know was if... about it Dude, do you know if she had a, a cringy MySpace screen name? Because that's a question we ask. I don't know if you had one. I don't know if MySpace was your time or not, but I bet uh, she did. It was not. She did not either, unfortunately. I'm sorry. She was never the MySpace person. That's fair. But cutting your own fringe is pretty raw. That's <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> I mean, hey, it's DIY. I got to respect it. It's true. That is DIY. So, yeah, we, we do have to we do have to show our respect to that. Um Okay, so also, I'm really curious. What is what would be your unpopular music take? Unpopular. I don't like Jeff Rosenstock. I've a lot of my friends have been giving me flack for that recently, but I do not particularly like Jeff Rosenstock. Uh, I respect him and I appreciate that. If it were not for him, I wouldn't have Prince Daddy, and I love Prince Daddy. Yeah, but I think that. It's just a little, 
it's not that I think it's cheesy because that implies that I think it's bad. It's just a little too straightforward for me in a way that I can't quite get around. Like, say, Law Dispute, Such Small Hands. Like, if you show that song to a normal person, they're going to laugh. And they're going to be like, that's kind of, that's it's pretty cringe, bro. But I can get around it with that, but I'm not, I, I can't necessarily relate to the lyricism of Jeff Rosenstock as much from what I've heard. And so that's right. a, a take that's had me in hot water for the past week or two with some of my friends. Okay, that's a valid one. That's a, uh, a validly unpopular one. I can see that ruffling some feathers for sure. <laughs> yeah. Um. So, you know, we're we're over like halfway done with 2023 already, believe it or not. So um, we uh, are very curious. Do you have an album of the year front runner right now? Or like a release oh. that's come out that you're like, this is, this is it for this year? I know you I know you said Shingar 2020 is your album of the year every year, but I was thinking something more contemporary too, maybe. Yeah, let me. The new, the two new Knocked Loose singles, mm-hmm. uh, those were really good. Pulp by Morning Dew, uh, their new album is also great. Also banger, yes. Uh, new Hazing Over EP, also great. Uh, new Twelve Rods, they they put out a couple songs. They I think they're dropping an album soon or maybe it's already out but great stuff um i haven't been doing a great job of keeping up with the contemporary screamo to be honest mm-hmm. um one band that's really cool right now though is graves from yeah they're from like south florida yes they are that doing it's crazy they're doing the thing and then yeah. there's a uh yeah that album is really good I'm trying to think like Screamo releases this year. I can't believe that that is like a first album for that band. Like that's crazy. Me either. That blew me away. Yeah, um, that was not. Yeah, in totally in shock. And they're coming up with a bunch of other really cool bands. Um, I have a friend who plays in like a a more emo pop kind of band down there, but they kind mm-hmm. of run in the same circles. And like uh, Bloom Dream is another uh, Florida kind of Screamo hardcore band. And they have a they have a guitar player. They have Ooh. a screamo guitar player. Oh, I love it. Oh, that's, hell yeah. That's one of the coolest things I've ever seen. That's fucking like, amazing. We need more keyboards in screamo. Like, there was a thing do. for a little bit, and it went away, and we need it back. Coded Armada, Ice Hockey, I know these bands yeah. inspired people. Like, we need to bring it back. Right. If you if you say you're not listening to Coded Armada, you're lying. Yeah, for real. Or you need to be listening to them. You need to get hit. But saying. yeah, I mean, Godfuck, super synthy band, but I know they do the, all that kind of stuff with like uh, their little modular synth rig, and that's that's pretty crazy too. Yeah, I think uh, Ginger Bee does not the modulator. I think they actually play keys live. Yeah, I think so too. Um, I haven't had the chance to see them. They uh, one of them is from like over in the Bay Area, and uh, when they go to play shows, they always go out east to to meet the other members and i'm like why can't you guys come over here play with us i mean they did I, just do that one tour i think that night they were out here yeah uh i don't know if they came out your way that far but i was gonna say i don't think they got all the way out here i know um i can't i want to say gus is the the vocalist but they're doing like a solo thing in santa cruz mm, pretty yeah, soon for that. yeah i think i'm gonna try and make it out to that um there's another actually really cool Sacramento band I forgot to mention called Cicada. 
Um, and they're they're going to be on that that bill as well. Okay, so. Yeah, Cicada just put out a like an EP with a BSDJ, the yeah the, the bedroom scrams. Yeah, uh, really cool, really cool stuff. Yeah, love um, them. Shout out Jordan. Shout out Jordan. Yeah. Join the Discord. <laughs> True. Join the BSDJ Discord. Yeah, go make go make some friends. Go make some music. Get your yeah, get your music heard. Meet new people. We're all in there because we like DIY and we like Screamo. I to to loop back though, I do think I'm gonna have to say so far it's the the new hazing over EP is probably my favorite release this year. Okay, nice. That's a that's a little surprising. I know that a lot of people are just bitter about hazing over even existing. Yeah, you know, I, mean, I never understood why they would hate it so much. Like I know it's not maybe what Shingard was, but I always thought it was like pretty cool. But yeah, at first I was disappointed and like mm -hmm. kind of bitter. And I think it's just because I, I wanted Shingard back. But yeah, they're making art that's like more in their alley. It's if it's what they want to do, they're going to do it. So more power to them. Uh, mm -hmm. It's still great. And I think it makes way more sense to if, if it's going to sound that different. I think it way, makes way more sense to break up the band and start something new than it does to try and rebrand a total like 90 degree shift. Yeah. Yeah, that would kind of kill a lot of the legacy that Shingard kind of has built up right now. Definitely, yeah. Um, but yeah, hazing over great. I love Deathcore. All right, sick. Um, so as we're winding down, um, we'd like to ask if you could give the world a gift, what would it be and why? The world, if I could give the world a gift. That yes. is a great question. Um. Huh. I want to say something stupid, but I also <laughs> want I like I think we should all have little walkie talkies. And it's just like you can talk to anybody within a hundred mile radius of you. Okay. As long as you're on the same channel. We should just have like yeah, little walkie talkies. Um but my real answer is I would give everybody in the world a hug and a kiss on the forehead and I would tuck you into bed and read you a little story. Those are both fantastic answers. So, and both, I'm pretty sure the first time we've gotten either answer like that. <laughs> so that's, uh, those are, those are pretty awesome. Um, so next up, uh, what's new for the band coming up this year? Like, I know you got the EP and you got, you've been talking about the album, like, uh, what are some shows yeah. coming up? Uh, yeah, we got the, the EPs coming out September 15th and we got two shows coming up pretty soon after that with, uh, live longer, burn everything and a continent named coma. Hell yeah. Uh, Super excited for that tour. I'm so stoked. Uh, Live Logger Burn Everything just put out like their first song and it's already taken off and it's so good. And the name too, the what is it, the Dave Matthews Band Chicago River Incident. <laughs> uh, if you yeah. don't know, the Dave Matthews Band, they just dumped a bunch of poop in the water and they got a big fine because their, their bus driver didn't know what the hell he was doing. That's real screamo money. Uh, <laughs> so we, we got two shows with them in a Berkeley, one's at 924 Gilman, and then we got the one in SAC. Uh, it's going to be a house show. And then we're probably going to take October off just to continue writing, and then we're going to be hitting some dates with uh, with Morning Dew in November, which I'm really excited for. Uh, we actually just finalized one of them today. And uh, yeah, after that, we're probably just going to work on writing the album. The goal is to have it out 
as early 2024 as we can and just hit the ground running playing shows with just the album songs and kind of close the chapter on the first kind of bedroom screamo phase of the band very awesome well we'd love to see y'all come down to california southern california sometime yeah that's that's the goal i think we got we just booked a show for uh, reno and uh we're trying to get one kind of in the la area one i think in san diego as well okay then, very cool yeah they're gonna be doing a, a full us so they're gonna be putting in the work yeah i believe that hell yeah um okay and then finally uh, as we're wrapping up uh this is your space to do any last minute shout outs or like plug anything or you know give love to somebody or if there's any causes you'd like to speak on and vocalize anything you want to talk about this is your this is your time ah uh, god i don't know that i have anything off the top of my head but be nice to each other spreading hate uh isn't as fun as it feels in the moment and all of your actions has repercussions, whether or not they're going to get you immediately. Uh, DIY or die. Shout out to Ren and Mateo, drummer and bassist, who unfortunately could not be here. They both said they would and then had stuff come up, but I get it. One of them has like a doctor's appointment. The other one's like car is broken down. But thank you guys for being in the band. You're great. Sorry that I'm the only one getting to speak. I'm sure that they will. If I said anything they don't agree with when the episode comes out, I'm sure I'll get crucified for it, and that's okay. <laughs> uh, the, thank you guys for having me on. Uh, thank you guys for giving people in this scene uh, their five seconds of fame, giving everybody a voice. It's awesome. It's what DIY is all about. Um, protect your trans friends. Uh, I don't know. I... I don't think I have anything to add. I think that was a that was a pretty good that was a pretty good final word. So uh, we'll go ahead and wrap it up here. Thank you so much again, Jonathan. We really appreciate you coming on, and we look forward yeah. to uh, everything that Shortstop has coming up in the future. Yeah, thank you for having me. I'm really excited to let you guys hear it. You're listening to Not Just a Face podcast. I am John from Shortstop, and this song is called "Tell Me About the Longer, Darker Path Home" after practice featuring Godfuck. <laughs>